0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG13. Wear pink and
1: head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
0: I'm Delta Work and it's time for Very Delta. Yes, Carmen Carrera is here. But first, Do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. I want to see you get off. Oh yeah. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be Very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who enjoys bone broth to encourage healthy bone mineral density and fight osteoporosis. But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta.
1: Go off Delta!
0: I love the X-Files. It's my favorite thing on the planet. I love watching it. I love the movies. I love the characters. I love the music. I love the references. I love everything about it. I love the Twilight Zone. I love... uh, tales from the dark side any any of those things are interesting but then when we when i specifically would settle down and watch the x files that was like all through my high school college time there was even a time i would say probably about 1994 93 94 i would say um I went to a couple of X-Files conventions. My friends Andrea and Lisa and Michelle sort of like carried me as their 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 Gaby brother um all, all all throughout uh you know the Madonna sex book and uh ditching school and and going to Griffith uh, uh observatory for the very first time and seeing Ellen DeGeneres for the first time. Um And in doing that, we were all really big fans of the X-Files. And so we went to these conventions, one here in L.A. It was either in L.A. or San Diego, but I remember we drove to Bakersfield for one. And we listened to our favorite, which was at the time, Dwight Yoakam, of course, Maria McKee. Um, And we drove there. And this convention was like nothing I had seen before. Obviously, there's Star Trek conventions, which... Andrea and Michelle and Lisa were big Trekkies, so they would go to those conventions anyway. So they explained that this was sort of a lighter version of that, but there were people everywhere, vendors, speakers, and they did these things that were like um, fan-created music videos that they would launch, and they would say, like, at 12.30 in the main room, there's going to be a video for Mitch Beleggi, who played assistant director Walter Skinner. And so they would, like, pick a song that sort of, Uh, spoke to that character, maybe not from the show, but just spoke to that character in general. Um, And then they would just play clips of that person talking. And it was like a little music video. So they did a ton of those. They were my favorite thing ever, ever, ever. I mean, the episodes are amazing, amazing, amazing. There is one episode. It's like the first time I think it's the first time a show in general, at least for the X-Files, but I think it's the first time a show in general had a TV MA rating, and that was an episode called Home. And basically what it was about was the agents were investigating this small home in Pennsylvania where there were three brothers who were ne'er-do-wells. They were always shooting at stuff, and but there seemed like there was a bigger crime going on because they found a body. So they go investigate, and what they come to realize is that these three brothers um, share a mother, and they share the mother uh, who is also their lover. Um, the mother everyone thought was dead, but she lives underneath the mattress on a skateboard. And they pull her out and she tells them what to do and how to do it and who to be afraid of and who not to be afraid of. And she also, they all engage in sex with this woman and everyone is severely inbred in this family. Any of the conspiracy episodes, I love any of those. Any of the episodes where... um one of my favorite is uh, Cigarette Smoking Man or Cancer Man. There's an episode where they explain where he came from and like who he was and how he developed, um, which took place many seasons into the show. Like I literally have two box sets of The X-Files because back in the day when people were buying box sets of stuff, I not only bought one, I was gifted one. So one is unwrapped. I mean, I also have a box set of like, the no doubt, the singles, like I had to open one. I was doing that for a minute. I was all about getting a box set and then opening one and saving one. Cause I thought, I don't know what, like it's going to be valuable one day or something. Surely it's not going to be valuable, but actually the, the baddest ass in the whole X-Files show movie, all of it is absolutely 100% Dana Scully, who was played by Gillian Anderson, the reason that she's the baddest ass is because not only was she a doctor, she was also an FBI agent at the same time. That's so, that is so quintessential at that time. Like also too, the shoes, there, there could be a whole coloring book on the shoes of Gillian Anderson because they were that 90s sort of like either square or sort of square rounded toe and then the heel was like maybe this big but it was like wedged in like almost like an Isaac Mizrahi something and then like the oversized suits and then there was a moment where like in the beginning she had like the red kind of fluffy hair and then she got like a a short cut and then that's when she like really meant business like the shoulder pads went up She always had shoulder pads, but they really went up. Quintessential Gillian Anderson to me is like a a navy blue suit or like early seasons, like mushroom colored suit with like silk shell underneath. Love that. I've always wanted to do Gillian Anderson drag and I've never done it. It's very specific. It's very referential. I think only a certain amount of people would get it. And I think I'm fine with that. I have absolutely put together a mix of music that I think like really really takes it there but there's a reveal and there's like other things involved which are not really in my wheelhouse but in my mind I know exactly how it has to go like if there was ever an x-files convention again I feel like I need to get myself on the main stage and really really bring it like it has never been berunged before like let these asses have it for real I have a ton of ideas for drag numbers that are X Files related or Twilight Zone related. I ain't giving, I'm gatekeeping all of my fucking ideas. I'm not letting anybody know because the second you let somebody know, they'll probably do it. And if not do it, do it better. And I don't want to find out that they do it. And I'm like, damn, one more thing I sat on and didn't do. You know, I come up with a lot of ideas and I'm like, mm, I'll do it someday. Well, bitch, if you speak them out there, somebody else is going to do it and do it better than you. So. Don't be lazy like me. You need to you do your shit. If you really want to do it, do it. I mean, honestly, I sit on so many things. That could go so many places. A lot of people might be surprised that the X-Files is very Delta, but don't let any of this information surprise you. You should not be surprised. Uh, you will want to know that when I am watching commercials like that, that rolling thing on Netflix, my words are cerebral, dark. Mysterious, like those are the shows that I'm going for, right? Slow burn. I love that. The X Files is very slow burn because it takes a while. I mean, there'll be like aspects to a conspiracy or characters that don't develop for three episodes. For three seasons, there'll be characters that don't even develop for three seasons, but you have to be on board for it. And sprinkled in between are like other individual cases, which I love. I love the standalone cases. There's an episode of The X Files that features. A share impersonator. There's a full episode about a share. Well, it's not about the share episode, it's about going to see share and going to see the next best thing to share. It's sickening. It's so sickening. The X-Files is very, The X-Files is very queer, actually, because it's so free thinking. It's so modern. I mean, to this day, I wish the show, I wish there were more movies. I wish the show would pick. There's nothing about The X-Files that I don't like, except for the fact that it's not still producing new episodes and movies. I love everything about I love every character. I love every choice. I love the clothes. I love the lighting. I love the music. I love David Duchovny. I love Gillian Anderson. I love everybody that has to do with the X-Files. I always was mad for Krychek, um, uh, Agent, agent or, or Well, he is an agent, but then he's not an agent. And then you find out he's a double agent. Then you find out he ain't shit. Like, there's so many levels to it. Krycek, amazing character. Also, um, there's like a, the spilled oil man who is really scary. Then there's like the association of gentlemen who like anytime something like major, major, major happens, a cigarette man has to go report to them. And then they all sort of like are people from all different countries. It's really, really um, kind of reminds me almost like a modern sort of take on this. And when I say modern, I mean, that show was modern in my mind, but a more recent take on something along these lines is a show called uh, the blacklist. So if you watch a show called the blacklist, it's something that'll give you a little bit of that. It's people who are agents who uh, find out more about people that they love than they thought they ever would and then are kind of on the run or it's, I would say, get into the Blacklist if you are into the X-Files. And if you're already uh, into the Blacklist, if you're already, in if you're into the X-Files, get into Blacklist. If you're into bl- Blacklist, go back and see like sort of its beginning grounds, which were with shows like The X Files or Millennium. A lot of people buy me X Files memorabilia. I have a few things. I have, um, I have Agent Scully and Agent Mulder Barbie dolls, which I love. Uh, I don't; they're not signed, but I do have them. Um, I have a few other random things people have bought me, like clocks. I have tons of. Um, shirts like I love like graphic t-shirts to wear just running around so I have a lone gunman shirt that I'm never going to get w- rid of it's riddled with holes I do need a new one but I even if I got a new one I would keep the old one um I have yeah x-files shirts I have x-files pens my friend gave me one year at DragCon um an x-files pencil and the reason that's important is because um Uh, the character of Fox Mulder would always sit in the basement where his, his, the character of Fox Mulder had an office in the basement because he was called like Spooky Mulder. And he would just sit there and get pencils and throw them up into the ceiling to see if they would land in the Lord, sort of, those panels. So he would always have those up there and of course he would eat sunflower seeds just because he was contemplating everything. But anyway, this pencil said The X-Files on it and that's just kind of a fun nod. Like, It could be used, but I just keep it in uh, at a desk. Not a whole lot of memorabilia, but a few things. I'm always open to X-Files memorabilia. But maybe we create a very Delta slash X-Files page? Subreddit? Subpar? I don't know what it's called, but invite me. I want to come talk about it. Do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. After the break. Carmen Pereira gets very Delta. That's the team. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek And professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well built and well managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, you can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. and darling you can best believe there's nothing up my sleeve but love we are back and our guest today is the stunning where in the world is Carmen Carrera right here on the couch
1: I'm the dancing emoji
0: (laughs) you are the dancing emoji you did say that I love it
1: Mm -hmm. I'm feeling very cha-cha because I live in Miami now, so I have to go with the vibe.
0: Yeah. So that's where in the world you are is in Miami.
1: Yeah, currently. I still have a little place in Pasadena, which is always going to have my heart, but I spend all of my time in Miami now.
0: Originally from New York.
1: Originally from New York and New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I lived in North Jersey and worked in New York City, so I claim both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was here for four years before I moved uh, half my stuff to Miami. And why does Pasadena have your heart? Because Pasadena is like a hidden gem. I mean, first of all, everything is in Pasadena. So like if I need to do Sephora or Zara or whatever, it's like right there in Old Town. Mm -hmm. And it's a neighborhood. Like I'll see like groups of people riding their bikes together. I'll see like young people like hanging out, walking around. It seems safer. And it's kind of like, it's very, I just think it's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. I'm I'm a Jersey girl, so I like a neighborhood. I like to get my coffee. I like to like talk to people and wave at people and stuff right. like that. Yeah. You can't do that like in LA, LA. I think that's really what it's about. I need to be social. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to step away from whatever I do for work and like actually have like real human connection that has nothing to do with Carmen Carrera. Like I just right. need to be like a human and like able to experience life You know, what uh, what
0: is happening in Florida? Like we every everything Uh, bad sounds like it's coming from Florida. But I know so many cool people from Florida. I I've been to Florida. I've had wonderful experiences. Of course, it was 10 years ago. But um, is it frightening?
1: Well, Florida and Miami are two different things.
0: Okay, I've heard. this. You're not the only person to tell me this. It's true.
1: Like Miami. Honestly, Miami has the most trans girls uh, flourishing. And like, you know, I feel like every time I go out, I see a trans girl that is like, you know, she has her shit together and like she's living, you know, thriving. And I think that that for me, I always I always think about like, what's my community doing right now? You know, are they able to like have access to healthcare? Are they able to work? Are they able to be happy and be joyful? You know, and I see that there. What's happening is, is that, you know trans people and gay people and, and drag culture is becoming so normal Mm -hmm. and people are desensitized by that, you know, they're not polarized by this anymore. And so I feel like that's why in politics, people are like pushing to create these laws and these restrictions and and trying to like stop that from happening because now they can't use us in that way to scare people, to get them to side with them, you know, and put them in office. Cause that's what, honestly, that's what I felt like you know, we were used for was just to scare people enough to say, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're right. Like, I, I don't I'm ignorant about this. So I'm just going to trust you because, you know, the general idea of LGBT people is to to hate us, unfortunately. Right. And so now that I feel like with social media and and all the work we've all put in, you know, to be visible, you know, that's sort of starting to change now. And mm-hmm. they're going to, they're sort of like losing control. So now they're like, all right, we're going to take their rights away now. We're going to, you know, try to ban them so that nobody can look at them anymore. And then, you know, I don't know, maybe try to like reverse that, that sort of idea, that normalcy. Because we are normal. It's not like, it's, right. it's not, I don't get it.
0: Um, I, This is so rando and somewhere else. What mm-hmm. perfume are you wearing that smells so good?
1: I'm wearing Hue by Haley Kayoko.
0: Mm. yeah she sent
1: me a bottle she's so dope it smells nice. really good huh yeah yeah because i love florals i like anything floral and soft yeah and yeah i it was just, it's just like perfect it's like it's it's not floral enough that it's like old lady which i don't mind it depends right. i kind of like old lady uh-huh. but for the most part yeah it's it's like fresh floral. there's
0: like a pl- i think there's a pl- time and place for every perfume you know mm-hmm. what i mean for mm-hmm. if, if once you pick your profile you're like okay This is a little heavier. That's a little lighter for sure. I have some florals that when you just said old lady, I do smell them. And I'm like, this smells like a full ass funeral. But
1: (laughs) I like grandma perfumes. Like if I have if I wear darker hair, Uh I'll go for that like more like oud, like musk, Uh amber, boucheron, like really like old lady. But if I'm like blonde, I like still a little floral, but Uh like a little bit more fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I could see that. I could mm-hmm. see that for sure. I love that. And
1: I'm also the gal that's like, I put certain perfumes in certain parts of my body. Mm. So like, like it, depending. So, you know, I'll tell you my sweet spots. Okay. So under my arms, uh-huh. uh, behind my ears, on my wrists, in my hair,
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, in my Pant- panties. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why not? So I don't know why I'm like, oh my God, in my panties. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'll do, um, okay. For instance, if I, it just depends. Like, if I'm doing that floral, um, I'll usually go with, um, Burberry has a really nice floral perfume. And I also pair it with my floral. It's like a rose, um, deodorant. Uh huh. And so that'll go there. And then I'll usually do, um, Rouge 540. I'll do that behind my ears. Mm-hmm. And in my hair, I'll get, like, those spritzers that are from the candle store. Uh-huh. You know, that they sell, like, a million of them. Yeah. I'll get, like, the rose one. And um, in my panties, I usually go for something, like, soft, you know, like, soft and effortless. Uh-huh. So it just depends on, like, who's sniffing me where.
0: Right, right. And,
1: and it's just, like, a full-on... Um, Experience.
0: I I yeah. think there's nothing more beautiful than like when you give someone a hug, especially someone that has long hair, mm-hmm. and you can just like smell their hair, and it smells yeah. beautiful. It doesn't smell like scalp, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you put on perfume? Uh, is there like a, a an idea of doing perfume for the gym? Is that a of thing? Of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, would, what would you do? The same formula or
1: no. something different? No, for the gym I wear a YSL. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really good one. Uh, I think it's called Libre, and also, Prada has a new one that it's actually the Prada logo, but it's, it's like, the bottle is like that. Like, it's a triangle. Mm-hmm. And I'll usually, like, alternate between those two. Um, but I I like to wear – so, I like to mix um, the – it's, like, Johnson & Johnson's, like, uh, baby oil gel.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, know what that I mix is.
1: that with a little bit of my, my moisturizer. And so, I think the two that I'm using right now are, like, a rose one from Target. And then I have um, – The warm vanilla sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll like mix that in. So I'll be like shiny, but like I'll smell good. And then when I start to sweat, because it's that like gel, that like uh, baby oil gel, Uh um, it makes you sweat more. And it sort of locks in the fragrance. Right. So while I'm running on the treadmill, it's like everyone can smell me on the treadmill. Good. I love that. And also when I go clubbing too, because Miami's clubs stay open till 11 a.m. So like, yeah, Miami is like a party, 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 hard city.
0: And do you go out a lot?
1: No. Like once a month, maybe. Okay. But when I do, it's like I want the whole dance floor to smell me. Mm-hmm. I want. I just want to leave a faint scent after I leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: Huh. How many, like, do, do you just do like a couple of squirts in your panties or like one or?
1: Um, well, I usually, like, I'll usually spray like my booty hole. Yeah. Head on. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my panties will get like, made, I, I like to go like right on the sides Mm-mm. where like, it's warm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's where I'll spray it. So, okay. like, my panties will pick it up, uh, essentially, f- off my skin.
0: What do you think I should spray in my panties? I
1: don't know. Like, tangerine, maybe? Tangerine?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Like the thing with
1: vanilla, tangerine, gardenia is gorgeous too. I like that. Gardenia in the pits is nice.
0: Gardenia in your underarms. Yeah, it depends huh. what you eat.
1: I eat a lot of, like, like I use a lot of, like, sasong. You know, which Mm -hmm. it's like makes you when you sweat and uh, what's it called? Cumin. Uh If you use cumin in your food, like you'll you'll your sweat will taste a little sweeter. So, yeah. So you can mix like it depends on how you season your food. But it's all it it all works together. Mm -hmm. Basically.
0: Is there a quick fragrance profile of say you were going uh, on a date to Taco Bell? Is there? I don't go
1: to date. I don't go to Taco Bell. You don't. I actually eat Taco Bell before the club. You do? Yeah, sometimes.
0: But do you eat after the club? Not not if you ate before?
1: No, no. Because I don't want to eat before. Because if I, I mean, I don't want to eat after. Because if I eat before, I won't eat after. And if I eat after, I'm not going to care about counting calories or carbs. Because, right, right. you know, when you're drunk, all you want is like the junk food. Right. You know, because it just feels good. Um. So I try to avoid that. So I'll usually start off with, like, two or three Taco Supremes before the club. And then okay. I'll, like, burn off that energy. Yeah. And then by the time I get home, I'm just,
0: like, knocked out. I fall asleep. Hard shell or soft on those? Oh,
1: I like—actually, like, actually like uh, two uh hard, one soft.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, No beans, probably. You wouldn't no, want to do, no, like, beans. No, no, I just
1: bean. do Taco Supreme. Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite.
0: Have you ever had a chalupa from Taco Bell? I have. And it's not bad.
1: It's all right, right? Yeah. Because then okay. I st- I feel like I'm really, like, cheating on my diet. If I just stick to the classics, well, it's not so bad.
0: Kylie once talked about like he, like she has like several perfumes and she sprays them on. But there's more of a theory to the way that you're doing this, which mm-hmm. I like. I like the idea that um, you balance them. There's a reason.
1: Yeah. There's a, re- there's well, an what was a reason. What's the reason? There's an intention. You know. Also, when I perform, uh-huh. I douse my hands. So That's when I touch you
0: Showgirl trick. Yeah,
1: you know or when you're giving me a dollar like I'll give you a little touch of my perfume and then like you can you'll you walk away and you'll smell me.
0: That is listen, I, yeah. I do the same thing and I feel like that is like a that's a showgirl trick that not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You know, um I, I I don't remember who I maybe it was Skylee. Somebody was here recently and we were talking about um when people want to borrow your perfume at the show. No. And I'm I like, hide my perfume. I just have like a body spray and I'm like, here you go. I you think can. it was
1: play in Nashville. It's like I let the girls use my perfume, never saw it again.
0: No, I hate that. They again. left
1: before I got came back off the stage. I was over it. I learned my lesson that night.
0: There was a there was a, a year. <laughs> a few years ago detox uh was like i really think you would like gucci bloom i know you like strong perfumes so she sent all of them oh yeah it's a set right yeah like all the full sizes yeah and uh i remember taking one and i had it in palm springs and sure enough that one bottle went missing and i'm just so mad because you're like well first of all it's mine second of all you think like somebody gave you that like Mm -hmm. if you want to borrow something it's not i'm not going to let you borrow that but it's not a problem to ask. And then I do have something you can use. You can use this cheap body spray.
1: I really like Terry McGlure perfume. I do too. Like when I get bucket naked, buck, buck naked, uh-huh. I do um, Angel because it kind of smells like pheromone. It smells like sweaty vagina.
0: Oh, it does? It does. I've never Angel. smelled a sweaty vagina.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, it smells like that.
0: It smells like that. I it think does. it's the chocolate. It I think smells like have...
1: pheromones.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So I like Angel and I like also Alien. Mm-hmm. From Terry Mugler. Do
0: you um do you ever like lay in the bed and then just like spray it on yourself while you're nude? Or do you spray it on before you get in the bed?
1: Before I get on the bed. You
0: don't do like a commercial or anything like... No. Like Carmen no. for Angel.
1: Maybe when I was younger, my 20s.
0: In your 20s? I'm pushing
1: 40 now. How old are you? I'm pushing 40.
0: Oh, you are not. I am. So... We were on Drag Race 20 years ago. Oh, I guess so. We were on Drag Race 27 years ago. Not 27. It was <laughs> like 12 years ago. You know what's funny is I it's was really not that long so ago. It's if not if you long. think about it, like in, in the context of the way we live, it's not that long ago. But it's, when you watch all the people that are on the shows now and Canada over mm-hmm. here and, and this one over there, it all seems far away. Because I'm like, yeah. I can't keep up. I... I I try,
1: but yeah, there's a lot that, I mean, honestly, there's so many different drag races and it comes out so often that it's just like, it's overwhelming even for me, but I feel like our culture, like we just never age. Like, I think it's always the goal, especially when you're a queen to perform, it's like you kind of want to be timeless. Like you, you're so good at being in your gig
0: right. that
1: it's like, no matter how old you are, it's like, it's, you, we always have that go-to template. And right. so that's why I feel like in our culture, like we just never age. That makes Luckily. so much sense. Yeah, because I remember Queens back from when I was like a kid, like when I was nineteen years old. They're still doing their gig, and it's still as entertaining as and amazing as I remember it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I think that's I think we we got lucky in that sense.
0: Yeah, I I that's funny you say that because I I do see like uh, Queens that are older than me, even like ten years older, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when they are performing, I'll think, oh gosh, they've always done this number, but they sort of set themselves up to be successful because. You never knew what age they were and Mm -hmm. you never knew who sang that song or whatever. And you're like, this still works now. Mm -hmm. And it worked when I first saw you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I never really thought of it that way Mm -hmm. about not really aging. No, we don't age. I need you to be around all the time to just say you're not going to (laughs) age. We're not going to age. (laughs) Let's take a break.
1: Do you want to see my cuckoo? More Delta after the break.
0: We are back with my gorgeous, gorgeous friend, Carmen Carrera. When we were on Drag Race, honestly, I mean, uh, made friends pretty quickly with with quite a few girls. And um, But I remember any time I would have like this sort of... And you always knew, like that I would be caught constantly in this self-doubt, like... Mm -hmm. All the time. And you verbalized it in your confessions. You were like, you know, I'm really worried about Delta. Like, I really I I don't like this. And you really always were. the. And even though I was close with Raja going into it, you were really the person who was always like, listen, just let it be like, just just go in and do your best. You really were Mm -hmm. that person. You you knew, I think, that you were there in competition with yourself and you Mm -hmm. were going to do what you were going to do. And there was no reason for us to not shine. And so I always look fondly back on Drag Race, my time, specifically with you, because you really, like, I think we're all raised thinking, like, there's only one type of beautiful, right? Like, Mm. we see that in in media. And you were one of those people, Raja too, of course. But... You were just that person that was like, I don't know why you don't think that you can do this. Like, mm-hmm. those were your words. Like, mm-hmm. no one's saying you can't do it. And so whenever I would have that self-doubt, I would always go to you. Aww. And I really, uh, you you do that for a lot of people.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, I grew up, like, I say this, like, I grew up. But when I would go out to the club scene and I would see so many amazing people that I'd never thought existed, I just have this like love for people who are so themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when I see someone like doubting themselves, I'm like, no, like you don't understand because like by you being yourself, it's like it's like a it's like one match that ignites other matches and it's mm-hmm. like if you can just get your flame to burn brighter, you can turn on so many other people's light mm-hmm. that way because our LGBT community, I mean, gen- we have this like generational trauma of the fact that we have not been able to be ourselves and fully express ourselves and who we are from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And so we're at a point in time, you know, in society where we are being heard, we're being, you know, we're, we're being offered an opportunity to step into ourselves fully, which is a challenge for a lot of us because the way that we were raised and and how we thought about ourselves. And so my thing is, is like, Going, My first experience going to the LGBT nightlife and watching my first drag show and meeting all these amazing people, I'm like, I didn't know people like this existed. So I don't know. I've always been like a secret cheerleader for like my friends to like really be themselves because it just makes me feel so good to like see them stepping into that totality of who they are, who they were meant to always be. You know, that so many people have tried to, like, get in our way of becoming for some strange reason. But um, I think it's just beautiful. So I've always been that way, even before Drag Race, like, with my close friends and my chosen family. It's like, no, like, be you, like, shine. Like, I got your back, no matter Mm -hmm. what. And, yeah, and you never know who you might inspire.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, with, uh, you did Translation on LTV. And I think that's, like, a space where those conversations definitely happen, that's what it's about. Yeah, but honestly,
1: I hope they don't hate me for this. But, like, translation for me is, like, a very heavy experience, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it was definitely something that I think was is, is very important for us to talk about. But at the same time, it's like, we've just been through so much, right? you know? And sometimes talking about that stuff can feel so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. I had a good time. I love the girls. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are there like uh, standout moments like off camera maybe or like traveling with it that you can mm, no? I have,
1: no, I haven't farted on set. Nothing fun. Nothing fun. <laughs> no, my phone
0: is ringing. Your phone's Who Hold is on. it?
1: Oh my God. It's this guy that I used to date when I was
0: out here. Really? What's his name?
1: I'm not going to say. Just say his
0: first name. No. Why? Will that really narrow it down? Yeah. No, it won't. He
1: only has one name.
0: <laughs> he only has one name. Yeah.
1: He's a, He's also famous. Is it Prince? No. <laughs> it's not? In my dreams. No. No. Who? He's wh- not important. What do you mean he's not important? He's not important. When I lived in L.A., I was a completely different person because I was so removed from, like, actually living, like, a social life. Mm-hmm. And so I learned, like, here in L.A., like, everybody is um, very clicky at times. And so, yeah, like, I'm a different person now.
0: See, We're now not I a match think about it. He has only Fabio. It's Fabio. No.
1: Oh my god, Fabio trained me. He taught me how to do my biceps at Equinox in West Hollywood. Really? Yeah, yeah, he was so good. He was like very strict about it. So I was like, "Okay, dude." Yeah.
0: And he and he got you together.
1: Yeah, you can't see my bicep now, but it took a long time to grow these biceps. All the estrogen I take? Really? Yeah.
0: It's like you not, have to fight against it. By you have it with to the work
1: exercise. harder. And like, uh-huh. I, I'm literally like about to pass out when I'm doing my sets because like I have to lift heavy and I have to keep going mm-hmm. and it has to be explosive in order to like rip my muscle. Right. Yeah. It's not easy. Like I, I hope that people understand out there that like being a trans athlete, you know, male to female trans athlete is not, there's no advantage there. Like it's actually much harder because mm-hmm. my testosterone levels are much less. Than the average like cis woman, so mm. I have to actually put in a lot more work, and it and it it's
0: very difficult. Mm-hmm. It is. Have you ever tried a bingo wing? Do you know what that is? I
1: can't do. I can't. I don't have that. Anymore. You don't have
0: that. I, mean, I need to get little... with Fabio because I I uh, yeah I'm fighting against a lot myself, but I don't think Fabio can help me. No. But I want. I well, I'm going to figure out who's on your phone.
1: I'm dating somebody new anyway. Well, I'm, you are. Yeah. Who? He's my. He's 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 my love. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he he, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. I posted about him on my Instagram. People were like, "Oh my god!" Because people are used to only seeing me with one person, you know. Right. But this was like, I mean, gosh, years ago, you know. So, huh.
0: I does he know about which perfumes go where? I don't. T- I don't tell him that. But he enjoys. It's a secret.
1: Oh, of course, he yeah. indulges.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm
1: trying to be godly about it.
0: Oh, you're trying to be godly. Are He's you a Christian. godly woman? He's Christian. hmm Oh, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. We go to oh, church together. What church stuff.
0: you go to together?
1: Um, in Miami. There's yeah? a church. Called- Bienvenido
0: a Miami. It's
1: <laughs> welcome to Miami. No, it's uh it's it's a Christian church and and I like it actually. I grew up Catholic and so now I'm I'm leaning more towards Christian Christianity. I mean, I'm very well aware of the verses in the Bible that speak to homosexuality, but um, I'm skeptical about them because, you know, in the translation from the original, like Aramaic and Hebrew texts, some words were changed, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of the versions of the Bible uh, so that people can make money were were changed, uh, you know, for copyright and stuff so they can mm-hmm. publish it. So some of the, and some of the things fine. are are off. Yeah. And, and I know my connection, my faith right. with God. And so I'm like, God loves me and, you know, God loves everybody. And so I'm not going to let anyone else's fear or dogma, like, you know, take me away from from feeling really good about, like, having a connection with God. You know what I mean? And without trying to, like, force my beliefs on anyone, but that's just my thing. And and he kind of feels the same way. And so so it's nice to have that.
0: Plus, everybody there is picking and choosing which verses they like, so it doesn't really matter. True, true. I and, mean, and,
1: I mean, I don't believe in, in using any text to, like, condemn people. It's not our job to judge anybody, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's mine. It's mine.
0: I mean, you are wearing mixed uh, mixed fabrics tonight. I so am. uh, you know, there's that.
1: Well, it's linen and wool you, you can't wear. Are you wear. wearing those? I'm not. I'm wearing lycra and, um, I don't know, some cheap fabric that. We put together this costume, on. but linen and wool—you're not I'm supposed to. i linen. Where is that linen? It's not linen. In my
0: panties.
1: Oh, <laughs> what kind of panties am I wearing? Cotton. Cotton. Yeah. Cotton.
0: I I'm still fascinated by the fact that you you this approach to layering perfume. You know, when I was a kid, my mom. Um, she never had like too many perfumes just because she was a single mom and she like spent her money other ways. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, she would always uh, layer her perfume. So she would layer like um, uh, like whatever the body lotion. She would mm-hmm. put that on first and then put her perfume on. And she always said it lasts longer. And then um, there was a point where she didn't have it anymore. And so she bought herself some petroleum jelly or like Vaseline. Mm-hmm. And she would like put it on her pressure points and then put her perfume on it. I'm like, why do you yeah. do that? And she's like, I'm just trying to get it to last a little bit longer. Yeah. It's, and it I works. thought, oh my gosh, it actually is an approach that mm-hmm. like a lot of perfume companies do. Like when you buy like a solid, like that was a yeah. thing for a long time. So yeah, I always, I love those things that like you see uh, women do. And so when I hear like I hear you talk about that I think this is a beautiful really beautiful approach not just for people around you but for yourself too
1: yeah of course because like I've you know I'm in the gym so I'll sniff my armpits you know it smells gorge
0: yeah I like that yeah yeah I love gorge armpits
1: yeah my armpits smell really good yeah I have to say maybe it's the reduced testosterone I'm not sure but they smell really good do
0: Taco Supremes make
1: uh, any (laughs) Uh, difference at all no they make my stool softer
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. okay. Do you, do, are you are your bowel movements frequent?
1: Yeah, twice a day. That's good. Yeah, because I take the probiotics, uh, they're called flatter me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's by hum.
0: Hum. They're so good. It's a green bottle.
1: It'll uh, clean it right out. And so yeah.
0: you'll you'll have successful bowel movements. You know, yeah. in the medical industry, they call it a QS, which means quantity sufficient. Ah, means like you obviously have digested something and something came out without obstruction. Yeah.
1: I just I like to feel like
0: my pipes are clean. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, stay ready. It's important. You stay ready. You got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um. You were in town. You did some sh- You did a show. I did. Yeah. How was that?
1: Oh, it was amazing. I did a show at, at Gloss, uh, the Gloss Party at uh-huh. Heart. Heart WeHo. It was a lot of fun. I love performing. I miss it. I wish I did it more often. Um, ideally, like, I would like to go on tour or maybe be a part of the Drag Race tour. I just don't know um, how that would work, mm-hmm. honestly. But, I mean, I've always been a showgirl. You know, it's just that my career sort of took a left turn like once I I got signed as a model and I was like all right let me give this a try but that showgirl is like never gonna go away right it's always in my heart so
0: what if there was like an opportunity to be like we want you back on an all-stars or we want you to be a mentor or like what what capacity could you see yourself ever returning to that could you would you
1: I would. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, I would. I would totally. I would love to see like an all trans all stars.
0: Ah, nice. That would be cool. Nice.
1: Um, and I even thought about possibly going on Drag Race and just to compete as like a brand new competitor. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm I'm a different person than I was, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if that if that's possible. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where I stand with the producers of the show and stuff like that. I know, you know? where
0: I stand. Where do you stand? <laughs>
1: Across the street.
0: Where do I stand? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I mean, honestly, like I no, I I mean, I've spoke to I've spoken to a lot of the folks that are on mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, production side and, and things seem cool. But like, I really don't know. You know, I think that there's been a lot of controversy in the past. I mean, it's been a long time. Um, and I know that someone like RuPaul has probably been through so much um, trying to just break that like glass ceiling. So, yeah, like all this controversy happened like back in season three and it was still early on in the show. And so I know that there was like a lot of, you know, egos that were triggered and like things that were said on social media and stuff. And I think the general idea of like me and like the drag race fandom is like Carmen's been like excommunicated or like Carmen's like on the blacklist or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's true. I think that's just like hearsay and gossip um but from what i you know i've i've been invited to dragcon i've i've done dragcon um but i'm just i'm not sure like where we stand mm-hmm. you know for me I, it's it's like i've grown a lot you know mm-hmm. um i think that i definitely wanted to create positive change within the community because i think for so long you know we've been able to have our own little kiki and like use words that are like derogatory if the outside world uses them and that's was kind of normal um but i think my mentality back when all this controversy was happening was like you know i really we need to clean clean up our community too because where we're headed to is is going to be like so much more beautiful and so Mm -hmm. much more accepting and so that was really my whole intention but there was there was a lot that happened that i feel like i hope that we can move on from, mm-hmm. you know, I just I don't know. I haven't spoken to Michelle in a long time and I haven't spoken to RuPaul either. So I think it I think it would be interesting, you know, to see yeah. how that would pan out.
0: I think no matter who is on the show, no matter what happens, I think there's always a dis- Dinked 50 50 yeah it's people that are like i love carmen and there's people like oh i know this about Carmen. Yeah. it's like you actually don't know anything about anybody yeah you, you really don't boo boo like yeah. you don't know That's how true. any of this stuff panned out you don't know who said what or why they were triggered you know mm-hmm. again i'll always be a fan of the show and i'll always mm. watch but i'll also go into it with the knowledge that i think everyone should have at this point which is you know, you're watching an hour, or give or take, of television that's edited from 28 hours mm. of film. Two days, two 14-hour days. Um, only the best of the best is yeah, going to show up. And true. so, you know, um, a conversation that we might have, um, if it's just not that interesting, they're making TV. We get it. And we get it now even more than yeah. we got it then because we didn't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I, it's true. I mean... I. I think honestly it would make for great TV. Absolutely. Because we can talk about these things. And um I mean I'd love to I'd love to have a a, a little chance to like go back on there and and do it people would as this love person. It. People
0: I know. would love it. I w- I, mean, I
1: would love it too. I would love it too. But I'm not sure how I wanna go about it. Like right. would I wanna do an all stars or would I wanna just like start from scratch?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. I have to fight for the trans girls because honestly, like, that's really what inspired me to be a showgirl. Like, when I was a little gay boy in the club, I was working at the nightclub in New York, Esquilita. I was the photographer of the club and I would photograph the drag show and the people. And, you know, it just inspired me, you -hmm. know, watching the trans girls perform. And that's where Carmen Carrera kind of came from, was birthed from, like, those Erica Andrews girls, those Mm -hmm. continental girls. And so... It would be. I felt it would be like unjust for me to have a voice and have a platform and not use it for those girls. Right. And so that's what I did. Let's enter a pageant. Ah, uh, let's do it. Would that's you? Some,
0: I don't. I don't I know. I would totally
1: do Continental, it and I would have Sasha so help me.
0: Fun and see what I love is the dedication. You know what I mean? Like I feel like, um, mm. especially when I look at something like Continental the dedication to excellence yeah to specificity to uh the respect of like you know it's wanting to be part of something that has so much yeah. legacy like I mean, it's, it's not like, a I night think it's like 30 40, maybe 30 years yeah i look at people and i'm like yeah. this is not a night this is not a contest yeah. this is like a display of excellence uh, yeah yeah it's ra- and i've I never know. been i've never been in person either and everyone's like, you have to treat yourself oh, yeah. and go in person. Like, you have to. Everyone I know is like, treat yourself. Like, literally set aside a fund and say, like, this mm-hmm. is, is going to be my trip this mm-hmm. year. And just go do it. Mm-hmm. And I really need to. But I want to, like, I want to see it all. It's so
1: much fun. Like, you need to get, like, your little table with yeah. your little bottle and, like, go and watch the girls and just, like, soak it all in. Because it's, like, they take it. They're so serious and passionate about it that yeah. it just, as a performer, it's going to just, like, give you life.
0: Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I want to do that. Let's take a break.
1: Do you want to read oui, oui, Delta? Stay tuned.
0: And we are back with the gorgeous Carmen Carrera. And this is the point of the podcast where we uh, take letters. They, sometimes they ask for advice. Sometimes they just make an observation. Um, sometimes we just look at the letter and we're like, we're not answering that. Okay. That's sick. I don't want to answer it. Okay. If you would like to send one of your letters in, you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. Um, this will be our first letter in this Luar purse. Ah. Mm-hmm. I have a letter opener. Wow. Put this like that, I think, would be fine. are you burping yes are you sick no Why? You, what did you eat I'm just, just gassy oh but you just had this it's this it's like a, it has carbonation yes yes Jessica all right this is the first letter it looks kind of long so uh, bear with me Dear Delta an extra, extra special guest. I'm a trans identifying drag performer who is also a mother of two amazing children. I've got a nine year old and a six year old. My children love my art form and have been prevalent within my drag ever since they were born. My children have helped me pick out numbers for my shows. My daughter loves helping me rhinestone costumes. And one of our favorite things to do as a family is go to pride every year. Whenever I'm fortunate enough to have the chance to perform on the stage at Pride, I have made sure to involve my kids because they want to feel like stars just like their mommy. Unfortunately, I live in a state where politicians are trying to pass these horrid anti-drag laws. They are disguising these hateful bills as laws to protect the innocence of children. I'm heartbroken by the idea of my children not being able to be in that part of my art due to the risk of me being potentially charged with a felony." Local prides are also at risk of having to shut down festivities that involve drag queens being in public. Obviously, we're working diligently to protest these bills, but I was curious if you had any advice or just even some amazing words of wisdom to help my family get through this terrifying time. Drag is such a huge part of our family, and we don't want to see that taken away from us. Thanks so much, drag queen mother of two. Oh my God, that
1: breaks my heart. It is so sad. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because when I was married, you know, I had two stepchildren. I mean, I'm, I'm still in their life, but... I, you know, they were always around me when I was doing my show stuff and they mm-hmm. loved it. They loved it It made them feel like they can be creative and they can express themselves. And right. and I think that we need to see more examples of this. And my advice uh, to this woman would be, you know, to continue to tell your story and be visible, as visible as you can be. I mean, obviously, we're all we're all here to to pitch in and and fight the good fight. Um, but I think visibility is key and, and people need to understand that, you know, women like her exist mm-hmm. because they don't think about that. Right. They just think about the dangers of, I don't know, informing your kids that we live in a diverse world. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that, you know, there is obviously a level of exposure. Like you you shouldn't expose your kids to things that are indecent, obviously. Right. But I think that when, you know, we're being demonized and and wrongly so, it's unjust. And so, unfortunately... We have to continue to kind of be vulnerable and 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 talk about it, right. you know. And and that's really all we can do: continue to fight and just let people see you, you know. Yeah, let people know you exist. That's that's my advice.
0: I think yeah, I think that visibility is super super important. I I I the part of me believes that everyone that thinks that this. Is a reality that 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 drag that drag shows are grooming that uh, that uh, tra- trans people are dangerous. Like I think that people are eventually going to go. You know what? We're seeing through the smoke screen. This mm-hmm. doesn't seem real. I, I I'm a fr- i I'm just so baffled. How many proud Americans? hate so many other people who live in America. Mm. They really do. And they really... I I don't think that can last forever. I don't think that forever they're going to go, yeah, we should all do and wear the exact same thing. And people have to realize that this is going to a place that is something we have been running from historically for a very, very long time. And it is quickly galloping back there. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, so fast. And I, I think Carmen couldn't be more right that... You have to be resilient. You have to be, uh, if other people coming up, and listen, these lawmakers, they're going to die. <laughs> I hate to say it, but they're going to die soon. And younger people are going to start taking their places. Younger yeah. people that have been around uh, and, and embraced queer and trans people for a very long time. And actually know the world. And know the I world. Gu-
1: I guarantee you these folks have never been to a drag show. No.
0: Oh. Your kids need you. You're in a precarious situation. Uh, And a lot of weight is on your shoulders, but your kids need to see you um, pushing through.
1: Yeah. And also being yourself, you know, and I think that kids absorb so much by just watching and just being around. hundred percent. So, yeah. So it's like the more that you show them, you know, who you really are and you're not afraid to be that, you know, the the better it's going to be for them once they enter the adult world and have to deal with all this stuff that's out there, you know, it's only going to help inspire your kids. So you just have to like keep on keeping on.
0: Are your earrings glued on?
1: Yeah, super glue. Super glue.
0: They just dangle so good.
1: Thanks. These were inspired by uh Salvatore Fergamo's uh Fall Winter 2023 show. Oh, okay. This whole look, actually.
0: Yeah. Completely.
1: I was like, I think I have something like that. I made these. You did. I did. I just broke like a bunch of pieces of jewelry and put them together. I love it. Super I glued love them, slapped them on. That's yeah. my
0: favorite. All right. We have another letter.
1: You know, I have to say that I love that these microphones don't smell like breath.
0: Oh, this one does. (laughs) I'm sure this one does. I'm
1: surprised you don't have, like, lipstick on yours, like Selena. How her microphone was always red. it's
0: down here. It's all down here because I put the whole thing in my mouth. Oh. Yeah, so most of the lipstick is right there. (laughs) This comes in an egg. What's this? Uh, This is the next letter. Oh, cool. It came in this gold egg. Um, There it goes.
1: Was it from, like, a,
0: a goose? I, I... Couldn't tell you. Some people write handwrite these letters in. Some people, it could be the person at the front desk just thought, oh, this is cute. Um, it's almost eggs Easter. are so expensive. Do you eat eggs?
1: I do every morning.
0: Yeah, they're so expensive, right? I eat a
1: cup of egg whites.
0: I love egg whites. Mm-hmm. I really do love egg whites. Um, do you would you ever eat a fast food breakfast like a McDonald's?
1: Mm, I love McDonald's breakfast, actually.
0: You do? I do. I'm I a like
1: breakfast. a big breakfast. With two oh, hashes. With a little platter. Yeah. I like that. So oh, this good. is a short
0: one. This might this might very well be for you as well. Hi Delta. What do you think of people who dress their pets in clothing or have Instagram accounts for them? Love very ts.
1: Oh, guilty as chart. I have an Instagram for my dogs. You do. Tell I us do. all about
0: it right now. I do.
1: I just post like cute stuff. I mean, honestly, like I'm always with them, and I'm always taking. If you scroll through my, my photo gallery, it's just all pictures of my dogs.
0: Okay, you have yeah. one of your dogs here. I do. And tell us about. So I have.
1: Well, I have three dogs. Mm-hmm. So I have two rescues that I got from here in LA. They're brothers. I couldn't decide on which one, so I just took both of them. And they're Pipple with wiener dog. So they're like weenie pits. And so they, (laughs) yeah, they have like the Pipple face, but like long, like Dutch hound body. And they're just like a joy. And I love them so much. Mm -hmm. They got little legs. They're so cute.
0: Do they wear outfits? They do.
1: They do. I'll usually have Ruby in like a nice turtleneck sweater. Um, and I switch out her collars, like her leash and her collar all the time, mm-hmm. different colors. The boys, uh, Kai actually has like a little bomber jacket.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Um, This is another uh, side story. I remember there was a moment when we were on uh Drag Race when we were sometimes, I don't know if people know this, but like the days off vary cuz it uh, production mm-hmm. depends on a lot of moving parts so they might say like you're off for a day and then or you're off for two days and then sometimes they'll say because it's a um a holiday like a, a national holiday that's not not christmas but you get it president's day something you guys are going to have an extra day off plus we're waiting yeah. for something for the next challenge so That'll happen.
1: Or how about when they're like, everyone go home for two weeks.
0: Or when they sent all of us home for two weeks. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Have they have they done that again? I think that I was the know, only time.
0: But I remember that we were all like at the hotel and they let us one time. They were like, all right, you got you. I think you, I know Shangela, a couple of people verbalized to them like, hey. Mm -hmm. We're just speaking for ourselves, but I'm sure other people agree. We'd like to go to the pool. Like, we'd like to do Mm -hmm. something. And so I remember they were like, okay, you can go in groups. Mm -hmm. So there was a group where it was like, Shangela, yourself, myself, maybe Yara, and one other person. And I remember when we went down and there was like some sort of thing where like a promoter was having a party at the pool. Yeah, I remember. You remember this? Uh And they said, oh, you guys, it's a private event. And you and Shangela were the ones that were being vocal, not rude at all. You just said, well, we are guests of the hotel and guests of the hotel have access to the pool. Mm-hmm. And I remember like you were like the guy was talking and he was very like a weak presence. Mm-hmm. And you kept like twisting your head, looking at him You're <laughs> like, wait, what? I don't understand. And Shangela was <laughs> yeah. telling everybody the next day when this bitch had her neck on lean, I knew I knew yeah. there was going to be a problem. Do you
1: remember all yeah. of this? yeah. I do, actually. I do. I remember the event. I remember and then we also had like one of the penthouses where uh-huh. it was like a remember like a game room or yeah, something that we, we had. We got to go up there. Yep. Yep. I remember this. I mean, I've always been like that. Uh-huh. Like, don't it's like, I don't know. I, I question authority a lot. Which ever since I, love. I was a kid. Ever since I was in high school. Like the, we had a dean of discipline that gave uh-huh. you like suspensions if you were like we're bad. Every Monday I had off at school because I always had a
0: problem with something. Like I yeah, it was a lot. But I think people think because we are outspoken that Mm. that means you're mean to people all the time. No,
1: that's what I'm saying. I'm not a bitch. At all. But it's like what's fair is fair. And I also because I'm from New York and New Jersey where everybody does their job. Like, this is your job. You have to do your job. This is what you're getting paid for. Like, that's that's like very the New York pace. That's why people are so like, get out of my way, because I have to get to work or I have to uh-huh. do this.
0: Okay. So I'm
1: just used to that. So, you know, working in retail and like my experience as a manager as well, like when I was a counter manager for my, my counter, it's all about that work integrity, you know? So if you're working at a hotel and it's like, this is what the rules are. It's like, we're paying customers. Like, we should be able to have access to the amenities. Like, that's something that you know, I'm going to fight for. It. Now, I'm not going to use that character of mine, you know, to be like a weasel about it and try to get something out of it. No, like right. it's just about fairness, essentially. And it's like, what kind of backbone do I have, you know, if I'm not going to fight for my own fairness? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's always just been the type of person Look, I Look, your neck I
0: just I went on lean right now. Yeah. It did. <laughs> no, because you because I, I know you're the type of person, too. I don't want people to hear me. I want them to fucking listen to me. Yeah, just listen. listen. It, I'm not
1: being mean or, and I, I don't have bad intentions or I don't want to uh, be condescending right. at all. But it's just like, let's be serious. Yeah. You know, like, the, yeah.
0: It's fucking true. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. I really could not agree more with with all of that. I think it's, I don't think it's being bitchy. I think it's a shame when people don't speak up for themselves. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot that we let go oh, for, because definitely. we're like, this is not the battle today. Like I'm I don't have it. the energy for this. It's fine. You know, I could sit here and talk to you all day. And I I I feel like I feel like we didn't change the subject that much.
1: No. So that means we
0: weren't that bored. We're not bad. No, we're not. No. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited Absolutely. to see you. Thank you all for listening to Very Delta. You can search for Very Delta on your podcast apps. As you know, we come out every Monday. And you can find us right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. Special hello to everyone watching the talk show on YouTube. We love it. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing the clips and uh, keep the conversation going because it means the most to us. Send all of your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me, of course, on Instagram. And where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Carmen Carrera.
0: On all of it. On all of it. You can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Join me next week, right here, for another episode of Very Delta. And until then, keep things very, very Delta. She just burped. (laughs) I'm telling you, this bitch will burp. She will fart. But you know what? It's good. It smells good. She doesn't stink. (laughs) She doesn't. Your burps are like, your burps are like. No. Lip pedos.
1: Yeah. And the, you know, when the time that I farted on Drag Race, that was a sound that they added because my fart was silent. It was silent.
0: <laughs> it was silent. It was.
1: But I'm not the one to like not claim. You know, if I. That's what whoever, I say. Yeah. Like I, 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 I claim my farts. Farts you know? are funny. <laughs> They're so
0: stupid.
1: I would never be the one to deny. Right. My creation. Right. Come on came out of me it's like my child
0: do you ever put things in your ear like this and scratch
1: oh i'd love the q-tip in my ear i'm Uh, just
0: like oh i can feel it look at hi Uh. but then you know what's gross like if you look and there's something there's nothing on there but well i I have these really long
1: nails and they're so good for digging
0: okay you do long nails but i
1: always look it depends if i'm in public and i catch myself doing this i'm like oh shit Uh uh-huh someone's gonna watch me do this do you
0: ever blow your nose and then look at it and then close it all the time yeah i think it's like a human nature thing i do it when i wipe too you do?
1: Yeah. I want to make sure it's like white when I, so I'm i done.
0: I remember you wiping your ass with a baby wipe at two cans and threw it in the trash can. Because
1: some of the wipes, you can't flush them. Right. I don't want to damage the, the pipe oh, system. Oh, you were helping. Yeah.
0: You were worried about the I always use of the wipes. Desert.
1: I always use wipes. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's I always use up. baby wipes. Because it smells good too.
0: Yeah. And you feel clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure.
1: Next episode. Hey girl, it's Lola Veronica.
0: What's it like being the queen of all go-go dancers? Because everyone knows. Uh, I, you know, don't consider myself the queen of go-go dancers. You know, everybody else does, though. Well, everybody thinks that I blow them. That's what it is. And you (laughs) do. (laughs) Back then, I used to.
1: (laughs) This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show.
0: To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margo Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.